This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. With HubSpot Sales Hub, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked on a highly customizable platform so you can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com sales. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. Search and rescue efforts are continuing in the Ukrainian capital following Russia's massive aerial attacks on Friday. NPR's Alyssa Nadmorny reports the death toll continues to rise as more bodies are being pulled from the rubble. Kiev's mayor says Friday's attack is the deadliest the city has experienced since the war began. On Saturday, the city of Kharkiv, Ukraine's second largest, was hit by several missiles. A hotel frequented by foreign journalists and NGOs was targeted. Photos and videos show a large hole in the top floors. Dozens were wounded. Residential buildings, a school, and restaurants were also damaged in the attack. The number of wounded and killed in the Russian city of Belgrade, close to the Ukrainian border, also continues to rise. It was there that Russian military officials say Ukraine sent missiles and drones in response to Friday's attack. Ukrainian officials have not confirmed that. Russian officials say Saturday's missile attack on Kharkiv was in response to the damages in Belgrade. Alyssa Nadworny, NPR News, Kiev. International aid groups continue to face a barrage of challenges getting assistance into Gaza. That's despite the U.N. Security Council calling on Israel and Hamas to allow the delivery of humanitarian assistance into the region. Tom White is the director of Gaza Affairs for the U.N. Relief Agency. It's a very complicated logistic exercise. And then once it's in Gaza, it's you know very challenging. There's regular outages of the communication network, which makes it very difficult to talk with truck drivers and convoy leaders. The United Nations has accused Israeli soldiers of firing on one of the agency's aid convoys as it left northern Gaza and entered Israel on Friday. A special counsel is asking a federal appeals court to reject former President Donald Trump's claims that he has absolute immunity from prosecution. NPR's Amy Held reports on the untested legal question of whether a former president can be prosecuted for actions taken while in office. Trump says he's exempt from prosecution for acts carried out while he was in office. That's wrong, says special counsel Jack Smith in a court filing, arguing legal precedent and the Constitution show if Trump is not held to account for resorting to criminal means to retain power, it would jeopardize the foundation of our democracy. Arguments are set for January 9th at the D.C. Court of Appeals. Trump is facing dozens of criminal charges in four separate cases. Then multiple states are considering the existential question of his candidacy, whether he can even appear on their primary ballots for his role in the insurrection. The Supreme Court is being asked to weigh in, with just over two weeks to go until the primaries begin. This is NPR. Turkey says its security forces have detained nearly 200 people in 37 provinces across the country suspected of having ties to Islamic State militants. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports enforcement operations against both Islamic State and Kurdish militants have escalated in recent weeks. Turkey's interior minister, Aliyar Lakaya, announced the detentions in a social media post. He said some of those detained were preparing to attack synagogues and churches, and other targets included the Iraqi embassy in Turkey. 
The minister said, quote, Our fight against terrorist organizations and their collaborators will continue with determination. He said the operation was organized by Turkey's National Intelligence Service, and in addition to detaining the suspects, a significant cache of digital materials was also seized as evidence. Kurdish militants have also been targeted following a bomb attack near government buildings in Ankara on October 1st. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. Many parts of the world have ushered in the new year. Fireworks displays lit up the skies at midnight over Sydney, Australia, and Auckland, New Zealand. In China, thousands of people gathered to count down to 2024 in Beijing. Meanwhile, cities across Europe and the United States are increasing security ahead of New Year's Eve celebrations tonight. Officials say the Israel-Hamas war could make New Year's Eve festivities a target. I'm Windsor Johnston, and you're listening to NPR News in Washington.